1: Ladies and gents, thanks so much for tuning in to. I guess we can call this an emergency podcast situation. I mean, we were going to talk about the game regardless, but we thought it would be best to uh, hit hit record here, Jim, when emotions are high and our memories are fresh, and we're wondering how and why the Cincinnati Bengals. Basically just clubbed the Buffalo Bills over the head with a two by four, Uh 27 to 10 really didn't do this game justice. They moved the ball at will. Uh, they were not stopped in any way, shape or form. I mean, really even the two field goal drives, it was uh, an overturned touchdown. That was pretty close. It was the one overthrow that Joe Burrow had. That would have been a wide open touchdown. So just just an epic disaster, a total meltdown, complete failure for Sean McDermott's defense, fourth in a row. We've seen this before. We've seen how this plays out. This is a, a head coach in the team that's really been banging his head against the wall here now in the same moment, season after season after season after season, and I think a lot of fans are justifiably upset, fed up, and we're we're going to try to make sense of it all, Jim, so... Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know where you want to start. Uh, we're going to get into everything. We can relive the moments, the plays, and I, I guess things really went south <laughs> right away. Uh, but we were just hanging out at Fatty Beer Company in Orchard Park uh, with our buddies Paul Daner Jr. and Jay Morrison of The Athletic, and we all just thought this was going to be a great game that comes down to the very end. Uh, it it right. was not. It was not. Alas, it uh, was
2: he- not. <laughs> You know how every time Serena Williams and Venus would play each other in the finals, and everybody swore this is going to be the best tennis match we're ever going to watch. And sometimes when the two two of the best play, it just if the best is on and the other one isn't, that's the mismatch, and that's when it happens. We saw it today. To your point, there's nothing you can say. There wasn't one thing the Bills did that we all thought they might do. We thought they would take advantage of the Bengals beat up offensive line they did not um i did bring up on the podcast last night at fatty beer tyler the one concern i did have with the bills was their secondary um and i i think that's pretty true that secondary needs some work um obviously no hide uh that plays a part but i don't know where you right now this is like bottom barrel right now for buffalo um for sure as an organization where you got to take your lump it hurts your goal is the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, you might not be close. Because this isn't the AFC championship. You're not even at the conference finals yet, and you're getting whacked. By one of the teams, it isn't going to go away. Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Until you can tell me how the Bills can get better than those two teams, this window that we talk about, they're now 0 for 3 in their window. Windows, if you're lucky last four years and they are entering year four of their window next year and I do feel like for the first time where it is kind of closing a little more than it is opening would you agree or am I being dramatic
1: no I mean the Cincinnati Bengals were the worst team in football in what 2019 the worst team in football in 2019 and that was really the start of the Bills run I mean that was the year they turned a corner they got to the playoffs with Josh Allen They had the Houston Texans down 16 to nothing and they blew that game. And then they lost the AFC championship game and it wasn't even close. And then 13 seconds happened and Sean McDermott chokes in the moment. And then this game happens where your team and your coaching staff, everybody does, doesn't even show up at home. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's, I I don't think we're being too harsh (laughs) Uh, and we're we're separating the football from all the other stuff. Look, the, all the turmoil and all the adversity that the Bills had to deal with this season—no,
2: unbelievable,
1: either, right? unbelievably admirable. Admirable what, what Sean and Brandon Bean and, and the whole organization did through the snowstorms and even back to the top shooting—and that's that's a separate conversation. I mean, we're talking about the football. We're talking about what happened in this in this playoff game. Because it's the same problems that show up again and again with everything on the line. I mean, what have we been saying for months, Jim? It's not about September. It's not about October. It's not about November. I mean, that what happens in this game in this moment means a hundred times more than anything else. And it's the same issues that keep rearing it. it's ugly. Like, I I don't even know where to start. I mean, for me it's it's the um what's the right word i'm thinking of here um just the ethos of your team and i mean you you derive everything from your head coach right a team takes on the personality of your head coach and may, may, maybe this hit people maybe it didn't but at the end of the first half to did not go for it at midfield
2: i should get the i should get the right yard line up here i don't want to oh, miss e tyler could i what if I actually defended him on that one? Yeah, no, let's, I, let's talk about this.
1: No, let's talk about it. Because so.
2: I'm i with you. You know I hate punts. You know, in, so the, was, in the gambling world, we call punts quiet quitting.
1: Fourth and 10 at the Cincinnati 41-yard line with 40 seconds to go in the first half. You're trailing 17-7, to seven and you punt, and you get Cincinnati pinned at the 9. So – if you really do have your finger at the pulse of your team, if you really do understand where this game is going, you know, you can't stop a nosebleed right now. You can't. Your defense is completely on the ropes. You you need to chase points. The ball has crossed mid- midfield. Your offense has something a, a, a little going, right? I mean, they you started at drone 20 They're, on that drive. You, you have some time to work with. Uh, yeah. So just just, Believe, your, believe in your players. Go for it. Instead, you punt. And Cincinnati gets back up at their nine, and they're like, all right, screw it. Let's give it a shot. They move it 44 yards in 40 seconds and at least had a shot at a Hail Mary. So, that I mean, that was one moment. And then the, the other moment is, I, and I, I get it. It's easy to criticize punts, but it just speaks to the mindset of a team when then you're down 24 to 10. You haven't stopped them. At all, it's the fourth quarter. You're you're in the fourth quarter, and you punt again. Fourth and two. I get it. You're at your own twenty. I should say there was. I guess they punted with two seconds left in the third quarter. But you're 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 giving it. You're giving the ball back to Cincinnati. Um, down by fourteen. When you haven't stopped them all game long, like you you really think that you're going to get two stops in the fourth quarter? That's my point. It's no. just Yeah. This game is um become something you didn't expect and again and again and again you just you, you just played to delay the loss. You just kind of pushing it down the road, right? <laughs>
2: and Yeah, you know, I don't disagree. I don't disagree.
1: I and I get the argument that hey, if you if you don't get it there, it's game over, fine. But play to win. It's the playoffs. You've got Josh Allen. You've got Stephon Diggs. Go for it. And they didn't. And this is what yeah. happens again and again with this team. You really saw it two years ago in that AFC championship game with the chip shot field goals. Um, you saw it and been blowing the lead against the Texans. You saw it obviously in 13 seconds. But it, this passiveness in the moment, it permeates every orifice of your organization. And if Sean McDermott is the coach, I guess this is just what you have to expect at this point.
2: The 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 punt before halftime, tough one. I'm with you. Go, just go for it. Keep that. They were rolling pretty well. I I, I could live with a go for it there. His thinking obviously is field goal too long. That that wasn't an option because if you miss that, obviously that they could score. So you're either going to go for it or punt. I was surprised. I was surprised on the punt. But I then I thought about it. I said, okay, you're getting the ball to start the half. You're thinking, okay, let's just worst case this. Let's, let's just get the half. We get the ball to start. Let's come out. Let's get that first drive touchdown, not field goal. First drive touchdown in the third quarter. Because, Tyler, we talk a lot about the middle eight in the NFL. The last four minutes of the second quarter and the first four minutes of the third quarter, a game can flip. It's called the middle eight. And when you have the ball like the Bills did, they were in prime to flip the game in their favor. If they could have gone down the score before that half, a touchdown, then they get the ball to start the second half with momentum, another touchdown. That's how the game flips. But if you really study it, it went the other way where the bills, you know, they, they stalled out, punt the ball. Then they come out in the second half, three points, blah, 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 blah. Cause to your point, there wasn't one second of that game where you thought the Bills looked good on offense. Like at any, they were fighting for every yard they were getting yeah. where the Bengals are just lighting you up. I mean, it, it felt like you had to score, score um, surprise on that third, that third quarter punt. I'm with you on that. I don't know what would have told you. You thought you could stop them. You needed two yards.
1: I get it. You're at your two own. two yards.
2: 20. I'm with you on this though. I'm with
1: the you. The game I, feels at some more punting than it yes. would be not getting the,
2: yeah. It, this isn't week 10. This isn't week 10. This is last game. Like, this is it. This right. isn't week 10. I'm with you on that. There's certain times where you throw it out the window. You throw out the where I'm at on the field. This is the team that has fought all year. We're here. This is our shot. We're not. St- I, I'm with you. Sometimes you got to make an out outside the box. <laughs> Crazy, whatever. But why'd you pay the quarterback if you don't ever want to go for it? Well said. Why? Why are you?
1: <laughs> why? Why are you building everything around Josh Allen, giving him that blank check, making him the face of the city in every possible way, when you don't think he's capable of getting two yards in a do-or-die playoff game? Why even do all that? It makes zero sense. Great. But, but, but we shouldn't be surprised. This is what we've seen out of this team. There well, are some coaches who aren't afraid in the moment. When everything's on the line and there are some coaches who are terrified of the moment when everything's on well, the line. Do you think am I being, am I being hard, Jim? No, no I'm, I'm more th-
2: no, let's yeah, no, let's I think the the initial reaction right now, right, it's a little fresh. Let let's let it play out. I mean, they were they're one of three or four teams that are built to win a Super Bowl. I mean, they are built to get to the Super Bowl. But it doesn't seem like it's heading that direction. I feel like the Bengals in Kansas City seem a little more just solid right now is what you're getting, especially at the quarterback position, which I sit here every week and talk about Josh Allen. But I mean, at some point, how can you I had to stop defending Aaron Rodgers at some point as as far as look, I I can't defend this playoff craziness. At some point, I'm going to have to say, I think Joe Burrow, (laughs) he's better than Josh Allen. I mean. It can be as simple as that sometimes where Mahomes and burrow are better. Yeah. I mean, that could be what the bills are facing where they do have a great quarterback, but is he better than the other quarterbacks in the AFC? You
1: know, I have a hard time. I'll criticize Josh Allen. He didn't play well. He was not as good as Joe Burrow, not even close, but I feel (laughs) like, um, I mean, the gut gut, Reaction. the 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 defense just. I agree looking with you. Like uh, butter to the Cincinnati Bengals, defense. Their, their
2: defense. They, that's they, a great point. Their defense is
1: pathetic. The same. It was a pathetic performance, and yeah, because you saw it right away. It didn't matter yes, if they were throwing or they were running. There was no misdirection. There was no trickeration. It's not even like they were trying to, you know, scheme you. I mean, granted, the touchdown to Hayden Hurst was a pretty cool play design, pretty, what they did cool. to kind of bait Tradavius White to come up, you know, on Jamar Chase, and then there goes Hurst. But, I mean, Joe Mixon's just running right at you. It's not These aren't counters. These aren't jet sweeps. And, I mean, Tremaine Edmonds is just getting washed out of the play. I don't think you pay him. If if they throw a lot of money at him, that would be foolish at this point. Same with Ed Oliver. They're going to lose some players now, too. You're going to have to replace some guys. Uh it, because this is what you judge your team on. You judge your team on this game. You don't judge your team on a number one uh, pass defense ranking in the regular season or an overall if you want to go feast on, you know, a a three or four win team in, in the conference, go ahead. But this is what it's about. This is, this is about the playoffs and the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, they had issues on their offensive line. They're missing three starters. That was what everybody talked about all week. How are they going to handle this? Oh, no problem. We're just going to implement a game plan that, you know, gets the ball out of Joe Burrow's hand quickly. We're going to run with Joe Mixon early. We're going to mix that in and have some really good balance. Let me just pull that up quick. So,
0: yeah, I mean, the funny thing
1: is, Burrow was 23-36 for 240 with two touchdowns, no picks. They ran the ball 34 times. Joe Mixon had 20 for 105 and a touch. So, Great balance, and then yeah, Buffalo had injuries in their secondary. Uh, if that's being used as an excuse, no, deal with
2: it. That's been you all year, right? No,
1: you've had injuries earlier.
2: Run- in that running, yeah, I think that running the Bengals running the ball like that—that's a concern for the Bills as far as with those offensive linemen being out. It's not about Joe Mixon; he's obviously a talent, but when you're missing that many starters up front that offense that should have been dominant that's when you that's when you dictate it. that's when you get a little excited as a D-line like we're going to wreck this game we'll wreck this game for Joe Burrow didn't nothing i didn't notice any type of anything i thought that first that first series he didn't have a nice little step up in the pocket slide and i mean Chase was crazy open but you know Burrow's maneuver was nice to make that play, but I mean I just didn't feel like it was even was there any part of you that thought the Bills were gonna get this done? I mean it just looked like a mismatch the whole time. Yeah,
1: it, it really did. Burrow was sacked once, but it didn't even really look or feel like a sack. He kinda of like stepped up in the pocket <laughs> and was taken right, down a right. yards behind the line. No, Other than that, that, I can't think of him getting hurried, no. pressured, rushed, sacked. Um you know, he he is everything that we've been raising him as right. So a quick decision maker and knows where everything he the ball He's takes, what you give us, time, what you give him. everything. I think that what was the stat at in the first quarter alone? I think he completed 10 passes to seven different receivers in the first quarter alone. So right out of the shoot, it's scanning the whole field, examining all my options, and surgically killing you. <laughs> it's there was, I mean, T. Higgins, uh, Samaje Pirine, Hayden Hurst, Jamar Chase. I think it's just a. Let me ask you this, Jim: If you're if you're a Bills fan listening to this podcast, would you be? Are, are you more demoralized by thirteen seconds because you had a team that season you knew was feeling it, that could not be denied? offensively anyways. Or you're more lived sitting here today, tonight, I'm sorry, Sunday night to record this. Because it just feels like the Bills are a lot further away from the Super Bowl now than they yeah. were last year. Yeah. And now you're gonna lose guys that you're gonna have to replace and those guys you're replacing were a reason that you lost this game anyways. And Stephon Diggs is yelling at Josh Allen on the sideline. He's not talking to reporters afterward because he's so mad about the law. Like, he's supposed to be a leader of your team, right? He's been praised up and down as a leader. You know, he's he's one of the guys that's given this team the swagger and the toughness and that attack mode mindset that they've lacked for so many years. And we thought we think he has this, this loving great relationship with Josh Allen. He's going after him, he didn't get the ball. Um I don't know. I I think this almost feels a little more demoralizing because it just seems harder to get back to this point in the future because Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they're not going anywhere, obviously. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they've they've adopted and adapted and moved on from Tyreek Hill just fine. They'll they'll be here to stay. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, they're only going to get better. Uh, Miami, Mike McDaniel just took you to the limit with Skylar freaking Thompson. He's going to get two a back. We think they'll, they're not going anywhere. What if the jets get Lamar Jackson? I you, we could play this game all day. I, I that, it just makes me a little more worried if I were to be a bills fan right now, now compared to last year, so where, where, where's this where, team going to get better? Where's this team going to
2: improve? Yeah. I like where you went with that because think about last year where you're devastated Okay, but you knew, like, you'd come out of that game like, that was crazy, we should have won that game, blah, blah, blah. We know how good we are. Oh, let's add Von Miller. Excitement, excitement. Okay, we're loaded. Super Bowl favorite. Here we are at the end of the season. Von Miller's hurt, doesn't play. Micah Hyde's been hurt, doesn't play. Leaders, leaders. Poyer, step slow this year. Saw it show up a little bit in coverage, in, on in space. He never was a burner. Micah Hyde either. and I talked about this, where I don't know if I see that team speed in the secondary like I used to. I felt like those guys used to fly around, to eat ballhawks. hawks. Uh, Trey White doesn't look the same. So the whole feel of the team is different coming after this game than last year's game, where last year you said, no, we can do this. Let's just build, build, build. Well, they did, and the results are worse. And this is now you're feeling like now the pressure is extremely <laughs> I mean, you're feeling it in that building now as GM and head coach. You are officially like, okay, we got, we got to get this right. I mean, we have to get this right, especially when you're looking at a coach, Dable, that you talked about too, that he was in your building. You know, I mean, that's always going to, you're going to think about it. You're going to think when you invest in the quarterback usually you want that quarterback and OC and all those guys are usually synced up. If the head coach isn't an offensive guy, Sean is not. So the OC becomes even more important. So I just think there is a lot more question marks this year after this loss, a lot more questioning of themselves and where they're heading. All of a sudden you're going to see Edmonds possibly leave Ed Oliver leave that now come the articles now comes some Brandon Bean. Hey, you whiffed on those. Like, I mean, if it was anybody else on those first-round picks, you get crushed. But those are first-round picks that don't—I don't see that the impact those guys have. Maybe other people do. I haven't seen it. Um,
1: Boy, Edmonds was just
2: bullied. I don't ever see Oliver. Oliver. I see Oliver with a flash play once every couple games against a right. bad team. I, I don't ever notice him. But and
1: that's—you know—that's um, the middle of your defense, right? That's the heart no of your defense. And, and how, where did Cincinnati just punish the Bills? Right up the gut. Right up the middle. Everywhere. Everything yep. came so easy. Um, you know, in the well, run game and the pass game, really. Agree again. But you just kind of uh, got to my next point on Brian Dayball. I, I feel like you you wonder if this, where this offense exactly gets back on track. Because I, I think it's it's not even really up for debate that Brian Dayball clearly had a lot to do with Josh Allen's success. And look, put the numbers up side by side, 2021, 2022, they look the same. Now, if you watch this team week in and week out, it's a different offense. It's a different quarterback. There's no rhythm, no flow of before. It's, it's big player bust. And when the big play isn't there, when Gabe Davis drops that bomb on third down and you, you lose that, what do you have? You you, you don't have what it's, Joe Burrow and the Bengals have. You don't have an offense no. that's just going to you know, kill you with a no. million paper cuts. That, that doesn't exist. With Brian Dayball, you had the short to intermediate passing game, and it was really, really good, and you had a Cole Beasley with a little juice left still. That's gone. I mean, he's, he, he took that to the New York Giants, and he took a team that everybody you know thought would maybe be the worst in the NFL to the playoffs, in a playoff win. So... You know, is it, you're not going to fire Ken Dorsey, obviously. No. you got to get better on offense. And where do you get better? How do you get better? You know what I think they have to do, Jim? And we're really getting ahead of ourselves with this one because there's months to discuss.
2: Oh, I can't do all, Are you doing offseason? Draft
1: offensive <laughs> players. Sign offensive players. Yeah. They've been drafting yeah, defense tough. year in and year out. Go go, take a weapon in the first round, Right. You passed on some weapons these past few years for defense. And where did that get you? It got got you creamed by the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs in your own house is where it got you.
2: It's fair. Everything you just said is fair. And I think it's time to, I think that these drafts are going to get analyzed a little more right now. I think it is time to look at all these, because they have, I mean, we sit there and talk about every defensive lineman they draft. They're just jersey numbers at this point. I am not. I just don't see impact on these guys. Like, I like Rousseau and Bat. Like, these guys show – they look like good rotational players to me. I'm just not seeing this down-in, down-out impact that you need to see from guys that you're investing in. It'd be different right. if they were – you know, it's, it'd be different if they were undrafted guys coming in and, and contributing. That's different. These guys are high picks. So don't – you know, you need something out of them. And I know, and I know um, Rousseau had, I mean, he had production. He did have some numbers this year. He had production numbers, mm-hmm. but I think production and impact are different.
1: That's where those numbers can be so misleading. I mean, and I mean, where, where was Kyer Elam this year? They they were really counting on him at, at corner. I mean, Tredavious White comes I back know. from injury and, you know, he's working through his, his help. They never really had a cornerback step up. The safeties got a little older you know what I can't get past, though, to This divisional round, the final eight, seven of the eight head coaches were offensive-minded head coaches. One was not, unless my math is wrong, one was not, Sean McDermott. And this is a team, a defense, that just gave up 31st downs, 3-0. downs, 412 yards. I mean, 27 points. That, like we said, he easily could have been more than that. Uh, there was there was no resistance whatsoever. I mean, they they didn't force a turnover. So if if that's your specialty, if that's your calling card, and this goes back to last year, I get it. The coin flip didn't go your way, but your your defense wasn't stopping anybody in that game. They were they weren't stopping anything in Arrowhead. The year before, they weren't stopping anything. Mm-mm. And the year before that, Deshaun Watson feels like it was light years ago that he was with the Houston Texans. It does.
2: It does, it does seem like a
1: difference. I mean, and guess what? He's, he's, he's busting free and finding Taiwan Jones for the play of the game, who is now your special teamer. Now nah, he's on the.
2: Yeah. It's been a while. Just made me... It's been a while. That was really funny. It, it's almost like, yeah, remember when Deshaun Watson was good? Yeah. Um, Cause God, he looks so bad this year, but, um, Uh, Yeah, to your point, this everything has defensively, and and I'm not saying the guy needs to be fired, right? No, no. There's a lot
1: of good. There's a lot of stuff that Sean McDermott had to deal with this year, and he handled everything beautifully. Right? I mean, because that's where these people just need to be held accountable because this is a team. Let me ask you this: that has a Super Bowl, Super Bowl window wide open, and now you're talking four years of not taking advantage of that window.
2: Does he do something with Leslie Frazier? I
1: mean somebody might be a scapegoat
2: right that's what i'm'm I'm, I'm wondering him. that would be that would be extremely soft of Sean
1: because it's his defense he implements that would be extremely
2: soft if he makes Leslie Frazier the scapegoat right do you think we'll it leave happens? it at that
1: do you think it happens I don't
2: I don't I can't, I don't because here's how I don't think it happens, but would I, would I be surprised? And can we do another emergency pod if it does so I could talk about Sean being soft on that? Yeah, I would like to, because that would be the coward head coach move that happens when they feel pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the coordinator goes first, right?
1: Completely. It would be like, you know, Andy Reid firing Eric Bienemy or you know, think well, of an offensive coach who has. Well, yeah,
2: there you go. Like even even like, if that
1: coordinator is calling the plays, it's it's your offense. Like you were, you were hired for this. This is your specialty, and you can even go more granular with Sean and and the secondary, the corners. Like that's always been a specialty. His babies. As, Those are all his
2: babies. Yeah. Yeah. So uh But it's not the end of the world. It's not it's just we talk about it so much on this show how hard it is to get back to even where you were the year before. Just think about game one next year for Buffalo. Like can, you, like can you even imagine really like how do you get excited for the first game of the regular season? Exactly for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, your goal, you're officially hot right now as far as the hot seat. You're officially Need to get to a Super Bowl in the next year or two to justify the owner and what you paid the quarterback and justify to the owner what the owner sees as a Super Bowl tight team. so you got this new officially on you're, show, that you're yeah oh Tyler, it's official it's official window closing, pressure on. it's all happened. It's all official now. I don't think anything else. I don't think anything crazy. I don't think firings I don't think any of that's about to happen. But I think it's the first official hot seat moment for Sean. As far as entering it, he's entering it next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it just is. I, I can feel what the fans are feeling right now because Tyler, you point you're out seeing the same things. thing. Yes. It's yes. a coach getting puckered up in Agreed. the moment. Getting tight. Agreed and that's not the way you can operate in that moment. It's just not. <laughs> so wait, all right. You don't you don't play to delay <laughs> the loss. You play to win the game. And they they have got personnel issues to handle and, and maybe that you know you get
2: Von Miller back. But not drastic. Yeah, nothing drastic though. I mean,
1: right. I I just fear you you wonder if they let the better coach out the building. We're just going to cut right to it. Brian Dayball, did the better coach leave one Bill's drive?
2: Try to get that number 17 to answer that question. If you get number 17 to answer that, hes I think he's the only one that can answer it truthfully. I take that back. He's not the only one. Get Diggs.
1: Maybe that's why Diggs got the hell out of the locker room and refused to talk to
2: reporters. Didn't want to be honest. Would have been, it would have been good to hear. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't think Diggs is going to... Diggs is not going to say anything bad about 17
1: No. There's some soul-searching to be had for several months here, and we'll get into everything. Tyler...
2: It's just... Tyler, I know it, man. It's... it's look, we... What we love about this, you know, we are Bills-heavy, but we're also NFL-heavy and we still haven't, you know... I'm so fired up to watch the rest of these games as everybody else is, but... It hurts being here. You know, we we do. You know, we were there last night. We both predicted the Bills to win, and I I didn't see this at all. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, no <laughs> I don't show. have to lie the, the the bet, like we talked about, the bet slips will show. I thought the Bills could win. Um, a no show. That's a good point. I didn't see that come. Hmm.
1: So, which what does that come back to? I think it comes back to coaching. A no-show to this degree, just a, a a lethargic, like as you said, blah blah blah. It performance was where it, it just was is, Ugh, like you know, apathetic. Um, uh, yeah, I think that that comes back to coaching as well, one way or another. <sighs> so I. It'll be interesting to see what Sean McDermott has to say about this loss. Obviously, he didn't say too much about the last one in Kansas City. That was execution, and you know, media didn't get answers. Fans didn't get answers. How players and coaches internally didn't get answers. Uh, I, I think um, you know he's going to have to fix some things himself this offseason with this team, and I, th- I think it just starts with being aggressive, playing to win. But we probably shouldn't hold our breaths that that's going to happen when they're in the playoffs next year. Plus, don't hold your breath for 365 days, anyways. That's a long time.
2: All right. Don't gamble.
1: <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I did not touch any of the games. Good so for you. That's you. I'm,
2: do it because it's it's. I mean, look, never stops, but it's why I love it so much that you can sit there and. We had everybody last night on that show. We knew everybody up there has watched the Bills and Bengals enough to know everything about everybody. Yeah. None of us saw a blowout. None of us saw that coming. So, anyway, don't gamble. And we have some good uh, – we're going to have some good stuff coming, though, with uh, for Western New York. Because I think this is the first official. There's going to be some breakdowns. There's going to be some guys leaving. There's going to be some analysts coming we haven't seen on some of these drafts and moves, so
1: definitely, and we're gonna, you know, keep things going with the podcast the rest oh, yeah. of the way here. Um, you know, obviously, I mind the podcast arm of of go along here. We are usually pretty Bills heavy, but I know we've got a lot of Cincinnati Bengals uh, listeners and fans out there as well. And I mean, a fun team, a relatable team from a small market. If 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 you're from Buffalo. Joe Burrow just seems like a guy that is not going to be denied this year. I, I can't wait for that AFC Championship game, man. I mean, Burrow,
0: Mahomes. I wonder.
2: I for some reason I don't think Joe Mixon. I I don't think he still knows who Sean McDermott is. Oh, and man, that, that tell, doesn't mean tell a tell lot story. to everybody. Missed it. Let's let's let's. It's probably too soon. Let's let it die out a little, and then we'll get maybe the okay. Bengals next week before when we preview the Bengals, Chiefs, or whoever. Whenever we do the Bengals, we'll we'll tell that story, but too soon right now.
1: Yeah, that's a classic But I tell
2: you what, I mean, he just, watching him run the ball, he's so good. Joe Mixon, I mean, they are so loaded on offense. The Bills need that type of back. Like, Cook is, he runs, he runs, he doesn't run big, Cook. Like, he's not a. Nasty runner, in my opinion. And Singletary is definitely tough, but he just isn't built to just dominate. Like Joe Mixon, I'm, tell- I'm telling you, Tyler, it's one of the best running back pro day workouts you will ever watch. He ran routes like a, he ran routes like a 200 pound, you know, slot receiver getting in and out of cuts and snatching the ball naturally with his hands away from his body. Like I'll never get that picture out of my head to see somebody 230 some pounds running 4'4" with agility and route running skills, and he's a run. He's, I'm just this guy is the complete back, and he really is. Anyway, sorry, I just got excited about Joe Mixon for no reason, but we're wrapping up.
1: You know that that should probably be a, a story I look into. He he is just the quintessential well, everything and, back
2: in every way. And- Catch a little. And what he dealt with with that incident, which is the gross. It's gross. It is. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Trust me. We went, we, uh, we dove deep into this thing. So, Devin Adam and James. Oh, I'm sorry, Jim. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're good. Singletary. Yeah, no.
1: Singletary and Cook, 11 carries for 37 yards with a long of eight. That was your run game. At home. I'm not going to do it. This is kind of when you saw things going a little south for Green Bay at Lambeau Field, right? If, if you bring a team to Lambeau, usually they would just kind of, you know, curl up in the fetal position and give up. And then you started seeing Green Bay kind of losing that battle in the trenches and not really running the ball well, not really stopping the run that well. You've, you've got to stay at like the. I, I know I'm an old soul and all that. Make fun of me all you want. I feel oh, like you no. still have to be tough in <laughs> you the do, middle, Tyler. like in the trenches, up the gut, and the bills. Just they really aren't not against these teams, not against the best teams. Ed Oliver, Tremaine Evans on one side of the ball, total lack of a run game on the other side of the ball, just very Tyler, weak up the
2: middle. Hundred that defense didn't stop anything today, and that is that is a sh- I mean. To your point, it's unacceptable for what you've invested in that defense to look that to be to net to look like a mismatch that can't happen
1: a total no show that will now be on the Buffalo Bills mind for several months Ugh. and the Cincinnati Bengals advance to the AFC championship game and as we record this, Dallas has a six three lead did they just miss the extra point too Jim? Oh my god, don't tell I'm not so watching. Touch. I've got it on. Yep. <laughs> he missed the extra point. No, he didn't. Oh no. He missed it. He missed it. He missed it. No. They oh, said Jerry Jones. Had, Jerry
2: Jones. Somebody said Jerry Jones. talked to him before the game. Went,
1: yeah, went right down on the field. Because that's a very normal thing for owners to do if you didn't if you didn't know
2: that.
1: Here he is. He's got on the left hash. I just rewound it. Looks confident.
2: You can't make that up. Oh, it was. They might not be able to put him back in. Was it blocked? Might have been blocked here. I'm, I'm having a tough view. That would be his only saving. That would be the only thing that could save him.
1: Let's see.
2: Oh, that's all right. Oh, that's great.
1: You, people obviously know what happened by the time we got this
2: here. This is for our it's blocked. Blocked. There you go. See, he's fine. Jerry Jones. He's off the hook. Everything's he's good. Fine. <laughs> now Jerry Jones has to talk to the special teams coach to get the blocking right.
1: To... <laughs> It'd be funny if Jerry just literally went down there and took, just starts coaching specials hat, just popped it on. I got it from here, coach. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, God, we really can't thank hey. you enough for tuning into the podcast. No. for reading everything no. and, we're going to have a lot the rest of the way. Uh, I'll also be traveling to Phoenix myself to cover the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. Uh, a lot of long-form coming, and, you know, we'll we'll examine the Buffalo Bills season in print as well as we did last season. Oh, yeah, season. plenty more. Thanks so much, everyone.